Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Well, hi there. Welcome back to Boating Insights. My name is Neil Driscoll, and today we're going to be looking at how you can help keep your passage plan dynamic. So if you need to make adjustments on the run, that it's not too difficult to do so and help kind of have things in place to prompt you if there are key details that you need to be on top of if your timings do change. So first of all, when we're looking at this, I'm going to start and run the passages in order to try and give some structure for you. So the, the first thing is is about just the departure, whether or not it ends up being being late or if you were a little bit over-optimistic for the beginning of the trip. Uh, there's a couple of ideas to try and help keep the timing a bit more accurate, but also to try and avoid having things slip when you're going. So first of all, if you're planning a trip and you're putting a departure time in, try and be a bit clear about what that departure time actually means. So is that the time that the everyone is ready to go sometimes we call it like boat time for example so everyone's done all of their own uh, personal admin teeth toilet coffee breakfast gear stowage etc is that just the time that we're getting up and making breakfast or thinking about getting ready to go or the time we're going to meet and discuss the plan for the day oh any of these are fine but you know clearly all three of those are quite different outcomes from you know catching up and grabbing a coffee and having a chat through to being on deck with everything personally ready to go so that you can just help with the boat and get moving. Now, that, for example, just not being communicated clearly can easily cost you an hour before you blink. So that's an area that I just wanted to pick up is in your plan. Make sure that you're on top of that. What's the departure time mean? What are we actually doing? And what and what, have, what am I expecting of people at that point on board? And have I communicated that so that they can adjust their times for getting up or stowage going whether they can have a shower etc and accordingly now the next part of this is being on top of the time it takes to get to the open water it's a very very common mistake i've found is people rushing this and having people down below trying to make breakfast or get gear stowed or get the boat ready and basically leaving a harbour not ready. Now aside from the obvious seamanship issues with that, the other quite significant problem is that lots of places you, when you leave a harbour you go from very very flat and calm waters to a bit of a rolling sea and swell and especially if you haven't got sails set yet, if you're a sailing boat or you haven't quite got the angle to the sea set up if you're and trim set up properly if you're on a powerboat that change in motion if people are not actually on deck and ready can make a lot of people seasick for usually the rest of the trip so it's an area that skipper you really need to be on top of could just rushing out so that you make sure that you keep your timings set up right could actually potentially leave lots of people feeling quite unwell for the rest of the day and have some potential safety and seamanship issues on board as well. So it's really important that you've thought about how long is this actually going to take and that and that you're able to be dynamic so that if for some reason people aren't 
ready or the boat's not ready that you're not just rushing people out into a situation that they're not ready for now assuming you've done all the right things there so you are actually set up and you're able to you know number one you've got you've communicated well and people know what was expected and you left reasonably on time but two that you were able to be a bit dynamic if some things are taking a bit longer than you hoped or there was a a maintenance issue that just needs attention before you head off but once you've then done that the next thing that's going to have a significant impact on your ETA estimated time of arrival is going to be the target boat speed and yeah if you're a sailing boat you'll probably be quite used to that being a bit dynamic if you're a power boat you're often might be quite used to just going oh we always go at this speed but it might be it's a result of you know a following sea or a head head sea or uh, for any vessels having a bit of current or uh, more wind or less wind than you're expecting this speed might change and, and you just need to be set up so that you can adjust what your estimated time of arrival is going to be as you go along and it might be that you actually adjust your boat speed so particularly say on longer passages we'd often you know if we're doing a passage of a few days you try and adjust your boat speed to make sure that or you should be adjusting your boat speed to make sure that you're not arriving in the dark and you might slow the boat down so that you arrive actually as the sun's risen and you've you've got a clear and safe entry to to go into where you're going to if you're looking at just doing a passage that you know, it's not a few days, it might just be, say, 12 hours or 14 hours or even less, then one of the key things for you to be on top of with that is just making sure that you know how is this change in speed going to affect things like going in during darkness or am I, is it no longer going to be dark when I arrive and am I now going to be going into a setting sun or what, how does this impact the tides? We'll get on to tides more in a minute. But these are the kind of things that you need to be on top of. So it's not just the dynamic plan of when did we leave but it's actually what sort of progress are we making towards our destination and you know how often are we going to review this now before we go any further on the passage i just wanted to put in a couple of headlines for you for departures so we talked about kind of communicating with the crew but something else i find really helpful is if at all possible especially if you keep the boat on a a marina If you are able to just do a short trip to somewhere where you've got an anchorage or a mooring field that's closer to the harbour entrance, you you know, it's not always possible depending on where you are, but it can be really helpful for you just to make sure that you've already got a whole bunch of things done, like getting the fenders stowed, lines stowed. If you're on a sailing boat, sail covers and things like that might already be put away. And so the boat's semi-ready for departure before you go it's fine if not but i always just find it's much easier to manage keeping everyone on board and focused on leaving when we've got when we're not on a marina where they're just nipping nipping ashore over and over again just for one last trip and also really depends on what time you're you're actually planning to get out you know if, if, if the time of departure doesn't matter then it's really nice to be able to have a casual morning and grab some breakfast and all those things. But if the time of departure is important, um, then that can be that can be quite nice for you to to do and just to make sure that people are sort of already on board and, and half the boat work is already done and we're all sort of tuned into the plan, ready so that first thing in the morning, it's, it's just a bit less to do before you depart. Now, the next part of this is in terms of looking at the arrival points to tidal windows tidal gates bar crossings entrances and all of these things 
will be helped if you can actually set up the title curves or however you're putting your title info into your plan so that you've got the whole arrival window and for a might be you know a wind over tide or a wind against current pinch point it might be for crossing a bar and so that you know your ideal times but also your earliest time that you can do something and the latest time that you can do it and then that should help you as you go just be on top of very early in the piece whether or not your plan is still feasible or you need a new destination or you need to find a way of changing the the boat speed be it up or down or if you you need to now look at going in for one of your bolt holes or contingencies so the having the whole tidal window so for example rather than just saying i'm going to arrive at 6 p.m and the height of tide is two meters then you might say i need to arrive on a, a flood tide and the tide will be deep enough and flooding for me to come in from 4 p.m until 8 p.m and sunset is at 8:30, and, and, and I mean that's just an example. I've just made it up, but the the idea is that then your notes are letting you keep track. Of, okay, I'm going to be cutting it quite fine if I arrive right at the end of the tidal window, but I know that I've still got dark, I've still got daylight helping me, or whatever it might be. And then that means that you're not having to kind of recalculate things over and over again. Which, especially if you are impacted by seasickness, the more of this you can have done in advance so that you can potentially just be referring to your notes on deck without having to spend hours laboring away at a chart table will definitely help you enjoy the passage and and help hopefully help you avoid any kind of issues with with that now then the other part of this is also an impact on your reporting so if you are checking in as you go up and down the coast you might have said look i'm going to be in these places at these times what i always try and do is if i have schedule to check in i just make a note on the chart where i've said i'm going to be checking in to just highlight it for myself and maybe just record the time in the logbook or on the on the chart whichever works better for you but just make sure that you've got a way of keeping track so that if your speeds and arrivals at different points adjust that you you can keep track of the reporting and make sure that you're not missing a scheduled reporting step or uh, that you you know you have gone past it and got yourself out of range before you've realized that you, you never checked in with them hopefully using things like some of the apps that are available for your tracking now will will make this a little bit easier for you but this is just another another thing which can come up if you're if you're not dynamic with your plan so just going through these for a minute so first of all we've talked about making sure that the plan is fluid and that you've got notes set up in a way that you know your maximum tidal windows for going through different gates bar crossings or any any other windows that you need to be on top of for tide and current that however you apply this for the way out to a destination that you've got the same approach set up for the way home try and make sure that you know not just what the situation will be with tide but also things like the the setting sun or the rising sun and how that's going to interplay with the plan that you've got set up pay attention to the impact on reporting and finally just to make make it easy for yourself if you have got any critical tides to consider in terms of depth just try and get it set up so that you already know what the you know what the height of tides have to be for you on on, on these areas so that 
even if there is an extra thing for you to calculate, you've already said, okay, I can only get through here with a height of tide of whatever it might be, one meter or half a meter or something. So that it's easy for you to just double check your calculations if you need to. And make sure that the notes are set up in a reasonably organized way if possible so you can see you're working so that if you do end up feeling a bit seasick on passage that someone else can refer to them and help you or double check some of your workings if, if, if you're not feeling too good and same same idea with seasickness the final thought is with your departure please don't be tempted to rush out into the open water without the boat or crew ready because there's a seamanship in, impact on both but also, there's a potential to make people feel a bit unwell if they're in the middle of doing things and not dressed appropriately when you get out into a rolling sea, which might ruin everybody's day. So look, thanks so much for listening. I hope this just helps you adapt. The passage planning, we go through the sort of implementation of the kind of things I'm talking about now in the online skip course. And from a navigation overall planning perspective, then depending on your level, you've got uh, the essential navigation seamanship for the local adventurers we've got the day skipper for the coastal explorers and finally we've got the yacht master for the blue water skippers so if i can help with anything you know where i am and thanks so much for listening enjoy your adventures bye